Hey everybody, welcome to Encuentro. Today is Monday, uh, first week of Ordinary Time. Once again, I'm uploading this podcast a little late in the day, but let's begin with a prayer of St. Francis. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, make me a means of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, let me bring joy. Divine Master, grant that I may seek not so much to be consoled, but to console. Not so much to be understood, but to understand. Not so much to be loved, but to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in forgiving that we are forgiven, and it is in dying to ourselves that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Today's Gospel reading is taken from St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the Gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The Kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the Gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they left their nets and followed Jesus. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hard men, and followed Jesus. Do you notice how many verbs... How many action words there were in the gospel passage we just read? There's a lot. There's definitely a lot of movement going on in the gospel. You know, you get the sense of uh, not standing still, like Jesus is doing one thing after another. And this, of course, is right after he was baptized by John and begins his public ministry. So the first thing he does is to gather a group of like-minded people, you know, a group who could not only assist him, but, but could be his companions. There's, um, there's an undeniable dynamism to the gospel passage we just read. You know, the fact that there are so many verbs in it, you know, action words, points us to something important about Jesus. You know, something that uh, we could learn from. You know, the water from the Jordan had barely dried off of him. And yet here he was, putting into action the mission that the Father had given him. You know, gathering a group of, of individuals who were to become his companions, his collaborators, and most of all, his friends. You know, there was no wasting of time for Jesus, you know. No lollygagging, uh, no procrastination, and most of all, uh, no timidity. He had work to do, he knew he had work to do, and he sought to do it immediately. You know, he received his walking papers from the Father, if you will, and, and the affirmation of his mission, and, and nothing was going to hinder him from, from, from starting it right away. Today is the first day of ordinary time. And it's called ordinary not because it is common or plain, but because the weeks of, you know, ordinary time are, are numbered. The Latin word ordinalis refers to numbers in a series. It comes from the Latin word ordo, 
from which we get the English word order. And so the numbered weeks of ordinary time, this is the first week of ordinary time, and today is Monday in the first week of ordinary time. You know, the numbered weeks of ordinary time represent the ordered life of the church, you know, that's spent in, in watchfulness and eager expectation of Jesus' second coming. The idea of time being ordered is, is quite fascinating. You know, there's a recognition that there's a rhythm and a routine that's part of life. I mean, that's good. You know, it wouldn't be possible for us to live in a world where, where things are constantly changing from second to second and, and where there are no set regularities, you know. At the same time, th this regularity, you know, which enables us to make sense of life and have a firm grasp of things, um, can also lull us into that problem that confronts many of us especially students but you know it, it's not limited to them what am i referring to here it's the problem of procrastination you know um it's the unnecessary and voluntary delay or postponing of something even if we know uh, that's that it's important or that uh putting it off leads to negative consequences Procrastination comes from two Latin words, pro, which means forward, and crastinus, which means of tomorrow. So you're putting off till tomorrow what you can and should do, in fact, today. Uh, procrastination is one of the main barriers that block us from getting up, making the right decisions, and, and living the kind of life that we want, the kind of life that God wants us to have. And and, and doing the things and, you know, uh, doing the mission that God has given us. Um, it is a fact that we regret more, you know, the things that we haven't done the thing, than the things that we have done. Uh, in addition to that, feelings of regret and guilt, you know, resulting from missed opportunities, these things tend to stay with us longer. You know, sometimes... All our opportunities seem to be on our fingertips, but we can't reach them. We can't seem to reach them. And when we procrastinate, we waste time that could have been invested in something meaningful. If we can overcome this, this fierce enemy, we'll be able to accomplish more. And in doing so, better utilize the potential that God has given us. First, though, uh, let's talk about what procrastination is not. Okay? First, it isn't laziness. You see, lazy people simply don't do anything, and they're fine with it. Uh, procrastinators are different. You know, they actually have the desire to actually do something, but, but they just can't force themselves to start. Second... Uh, procrastination isn't relaxation. Eh? Don't, don't mistake the two. Relaxing recharges us. Procrastination drains us. And the less energy we have, the more stressed or sometimes even depressed we, we get. You know? Uh, and it leads us to even more put off our responsibilities. You know, even farther. Uh, lastly... Uh, we also have to get rid of the idea that, uh, you know, sometimes you hear people say that we work better under pressure. That's actually wrong. You know, a lot of times 
we hear that excuse that you know that, that people you know that from people who who love to leave things to the last minute you know they justify their actions by claiming that they're most productive under pressure maybe they are but you know what they don't consider is that putting things off until the very last minute creates fertile ground for stress for guilt for ineffectiveness and for work that's usually poorly done so how do we overcome this problem how can we be like Jesus in our ordinary day-to-day -day life you know acting upon the good that the father has asked us to do right away without delay without lollygagging without procrastinating you know how can we overcome procrastination that's a it's a very long topic but let me just give you you know a couple of maybe useful uh tips if you will you know uh to help us try to overcome you know this this problem you know first we need to be clear about our personal vision you hear the dogs barking it's nighttime here and you know in the morning you get the roosters at night you get the you get the dogs first we need to be clear about our personal vision jesus knew what he was about you know he knew what the father had asked him to do and that guided him throughout his public ministry what is it that we want to achieve who, who do we want to be you know clarity of vision focuses our gaze and it helps us set our priorities. It motivates us and it helps us maintain discipline as we go about achieving our goal. So it's important to always be clear about our vision. What exactly do we want to achieve? And we have to keep that always before us. Second, you know, keeping long to-do lists can be intimidating. And I've seen it in my students, you know, uh, and in fact, uh, keeping those long lists of things that you have to do for a week, for a month, etc., um, that can in fact lead to procrastination it's important to have a to-do list obviously uh, but it's one thing to have it's another thing to obsess about it right you know seeing the long lists of things we have to do can be frustrating and sometimes it it can lead us to give up on them so instead of compiling a long to-do list I would recommend maintaining a short do today list okay I mean, these are not mutually exclusive. You can still have your to-do list for the month or even for the year, okay? But, you know, keep it to this day, you know? Have a short to-do today list. And then prioritize what's most urgent and what's not. And then slowly check each one as you complete it. It'll give you a sense of fulfillment with every check that you make which actually will spur you on to, to do the next one. Before you know it, you know, the entire to-do list for the day uh, will be checked. Third, you know, learning new habits is an important element in uh, developing, you know, the needed mental strength to overcome procrastination. You know, if you make a habit of doing something regularly, Constantly doing it will require less and less mental energy. Why? Because, well, eventually it, it becomes second nature. It's kind of like driving, you know. When you're first learning how to drive, it's a little tough. But eventually you don't even think about it anymore, you know. Uh, you're doing it automatically. It becomes part of you. It becomes second nature. It's the same thing with 
doing important things right away. Okay? The things that you have to do, doing it right away and not putting it off. If we habituate ourselves to doing that, you know, to doing things right away instead of putting them off, it becomes a habit. Okay? And before you know it, it becomes easier and easier to do it. It becomes second nature. Okay? It becomes automatic. Lastly, it's important to set aside time. And prayer is a good way of doing this. You know, to set aside time to meet ourselves. And by that I mean setting aside time to sit down with ourselves, maybe at the end of the day, you know, to reflect, you know, on the things that, you know, we've completed and be grateful for them. And the things that we may not have been able to complete and, you know, not to be sorry that we weren't able to do it, but to resolve, you know, to do them tomorrow. But to also sit down just by ourselves and maybe with the Lord to consider two further things. First, whether we're still on track to achieve our goal and realize our vision. Whether the things that we've done during the day, things we've been able to accomplish and things we weren't able to accomplish, okay? whether that is still consistent with the goal and the vision we have set for ourselves, the goal, the vision, and the mission that God has given us. And second, whether we're being faithful to our goal of overcoming the tendency to procrastinate. Jesus in today's gospel, you know, the first day of ordinary time, Jesus sets about doing immediately what God has asked him to do without delay, without hesitation, without procrastination. And he did that all throughout his public ministry because he was very clear about what the Father wanted him to do. And there was nothing, absolutely nothing, that would deter him from doing it.